because if our heart is good, everything that follows will also be good. And then in the eighth hadith, when Abi Musa Abdullah ibn Qais al-Ash'ari radiallahu anhu قال, سئل رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عن الرجل يقاتل شجاعة ويقاتل حمية ويقاتل رياء أي ذلك في سبيل الله؟ فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من قاتل لتكون كلمة الله هي العليا فهو في سبيل الله. متفق عليه بس حديث بخاري المسلم نبي عبد الله بن قيس الأشعري that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم was asked about a person who fights to display his bravery so شجاعتن to display his bravery a person who fights to protect his family honor which is called حميتن something happened to their family so they have to stand up in that fight the others as a result or someone who fights to show off رياءن Keep in mind, this is all in the chapter of ikhlas and niyyah, the intentions that we make and having sincerity. Which one of these people is truly fisabilillah? That in the path of Allah, and the Prophet corrected the understanding here so that you and I could know what it is that we intend in this type of situation. And then, of course, in every other situation, he said, وسلم, the person who fights so that the word of Allah may reign supreme is the one who is in the path of Allah. And it is much more difficult when you're in combat, for whatever reason, to maintain your sincerity for the sake of Allah. And perhaps one of the wisdoms of Mimunawi, including this, is, is that if this is in combat, this also applies to every other aspect of our life. And we've all heard the story, but it's really worth reflecting upon the man that Sayyidina Adi was fighting with. And that they were going back and forth. And then finally, that Sayyidina Ali threw him to the ground and was about to give him the death blow and the man spat on him. And he stopped and he walked away. And an observer who saw what transpired asked Sayyidina Ali that you were about to give him the death blow and then turned away. What happened? He said, at first that I was fighting him for the sake of Allah. But when he spat on me, I feared that I was going to kill him for the sake of my own self. Look at the degree of control in that moment. And we all know when you're in those very tense moments, it's very difficult to control yourself and to think normally when your adrenaline's running high and you're in the heat of a battle, your life is on the line. To have that degree of self-control, that's how you and I should at least strive to be. And then in the ninth hadith, when Abi Bakrata, Nufa ibn al-Hadith al-Thaqafi radiallahu anhu, and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam قال, إذا التقى المسلمان بسيفيهما فالقاتل والمقتول في النار قلت يا رسول الله هذا القاتل ما بال المقتول قال إنه كان حريصا على قتل صاحبه متفق عليه This also hadith in Bukhari and Muslim that Nufayr his name is Nufayr Ibn Harith Al-Harith narrates that the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said when two Muslims attack each other with their swords, so that they meet each other and they're fighting, then both the killer and the one who was killed will be in the hellfire. I asked, O oh, Messenger of Allah, I can understand this with regard to the killer, but what about the one who was killed? He, Sallallahu Alaihi replied, he was eager to kill his companion. So for the first one, is that it's clear because he is the one who actually killed the other. But the other one intended on doing the same. So one 
has the punishment of the fire due to his act, and the other due to his intention. And that's the point here is that if we're in a situation like that, even if we didn't actually do what we wanted, but we intended it, la ilaha illallah, it still is a sin and it has consequences unless we make tawbah and return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you look at the severity of killing another believer, it's enough for us to really think very carefully. In times of fitna, there's two things that you have to avoid. You have to avoid shedding the blood of anyone, but especially the believer, and that being involved with that fitna with your tongue. Because it's like that putting uh, that kerosene on the fire, it oftentimes makes it worse. And Allah says, وَمَنْ يَقْتُلْ مُؤْمِنًا مُتَعَمِّدًا فَجِزَاءُهُ جَهَنَّمُ خَالِدًا فِيهَا وَغَضِبَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَلَعَنُهُ وَعَدَّلَهُ عَذَابًا عَظِيمًا One who purposely murders a believer, his punishment will be hell, where he will remain for a long time. Allah will be angry with him, curse him, and prepare for him a dreadful punishment. We know the all sins can be forgiven except shirk. But the fact that there's even a difference of opinion about killing your fellow believer shows the severity of that spilling blood that in Muslim is the one who other Muslims are safe, that from his tongue and from his hand. May Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq and bless us and protect us from doing anything that would that compromise our deen or to put us in a position where we expose ourselves to the wrath of Allah. Ya Rabbi, we ask you for your mercy on this blessed day of Jum'ah. And to fill our hearts with the love of you and your Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Give us tawfiq in all of our affairs. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa ala alihi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.